Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Can you believe we're this deep into the NFL season? We got to make every second count. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make the most out of every game. Bet on your favorite teams for a shot at winning big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting $5 on any matchup. So right now, get in on the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the app now and use the code JOHN. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on the NFL. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code JOHN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas, must be 21 or older in eligible states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. How are we doing? Here's the deal. We've been doing these early in the season. I just went on with Colin, and then we started the YouTube page. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't we just throw up a video after the Sunday night game? And I went, you know what? Why don't I just make it like a 30-minute podcast? So it's morphed these last couple weeks. I go on with Colin after the afternoon game. So after Buffalo beat Kansas City, we jumped on there for about 45 minutes. That's on his podcast feed. Then I watched the Cowboys-Eagles game. I was like, just fired up a podcast. A couple other takes, some things that have happened since. Zach Wilson, uh, Brock Purdy, obviously Dak. Prescott is going to win the MVP. Something I saw today in the Raider game, which was pretty eye-opening. And yeah, and then we'll be back again. I guess Monday night's got a double header 
I don't know whose idea is that. I, I'm, I'm not trying to be Debbie Downer. It's been a long day. Now, granted, I've just watched football and done podcasts all day. But what, we don't need two football games on Monday night, especially if they include the Giants and the Titans. Can't we just... I wish we could take the four teams and just have the Dolphins play the Packers and just have that a game. And the other two games, like not even televised, make them play. But that is not what's going on. So we, we have a podcast after the Monday night game for sure. And like I said, subscribe to the YouTube page. If you're listening on Collins Feed, make sure you subscribe to 3 and Out Podcast. Listen, do you want to give presents out? Do you want to give something to someone? Do you want to make someone's Christmas? Well, here's what you do. You go to the Game Time app, the official ticketing app of this podcast, and you buy a pair of tickets, any sporting event, football, college football. You want to go to one of these playoff games? You live in Los Angeles? You want to go to the Rose Bowl? You live uh, in any of these, the Fiesta Bowl, the Cotton Bowl. You want to go to any of these games? Well, Game Time has you covered. Concerts, comedy shows as well. Just buy a pair of tickets. Use the promo code JOHN, promo code JOHN, that's J-O-H-N, J-O-H-N, and save $20. Saving $20 during these times, during the holidays, you can't beat it. I don't even need to thank you. Just download the Game Time app, promo code JOHN. Okay, I... Uh, I picked the Cowboys at the beginning of the season to win the division. And obviously at points in time during this season, it did not feel good. And honestly, if you look at the schedule, I don't even feel that good about them winning the division. But I think it's pretty clear. If you watch them play the Eagles twice, they are better than the Philadelphia Eagles. If they played again, I would pick the Dallas Cowboys in the game. I don't even think it's that arguable. I mean, seriously. And I think we could start with the Philadelphia Eagles. They have a major problem. It's why the 49ers kicked their ass, and it's why the Dallas Cowboys kicked their ass, and it's why if the Chiefs had a better offense, they would have won that game. Their defense, and their mainly their back seven, I like a lot of their defensive linemen, is awful. They can't cover anybody. They don't have team speed in the back end. Their linebackers are not good. Well, here's the thing. When you play the 49ers and you play the Dallas Cowboys, what do you have to deal with? A ton of speed at wide receiver, as well as physicality, a really good tight end, and a running back who can play in space. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, and Jalen Carter don't cover those guys. So you have to have DBs and linebackers who can play in space and tackle. And right now, when you watch the Philadelphia Eagles, and I was it really kind of crystallized toward the end of the game because they had the uh, the clip of Dan Quinn in the coach's box, and Chris, maybe it was Tariko, it might have been Collinsworth, was like, how is this guy not going to be a head coach next year in the NFL? And it was really kind of sunk in. Like, think how much better Dan Quinn is as a defensive coordinator than the dude the Eagles are rolling out right now. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. And the advantage, honestly, at both coordinator spots. Mike McCarthy is a better offensive play caller and really just a better coach than the Sirianni-Brian Johnson combination. And obviously, Dan Quinn is better. So when you see that matchup, and now we've seen it twice, whatever, over the last, I don't know how many days, 30, 40 days, advantage Cowboys, right? Now, maybe the Philadelphia Eagles had all their players and the defense, you know, they weren't missing multiple nickels who aren't coming back and Slay and Bradbury could be a little younger. Yeah, maybe it'd be a better game. But when I watch the Eagles, they are so dependent on A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith dominating the game. 
The moment those guys are a little off, maybe they drop a ball. Obviously, Devontae had the fumble. They got no shot. They got no shot. And while David Carr's comments were moronic, because I don't give a shit if Jalen Hurts has one leg and one arm, I'm putting him at quarterback over Marcus Mariota. On his worst day, he's better than Mariota currently. But, like, and I'm a huge fan. I'm someone who roots for this guy because he's everything I would want in a player. He just looks a little off. He's definitely not as good as last year. So if you get a guy that's not as good as last year, your coaching staff is clearly worse because you lost both coordinators. Your defensive back seven is just not good. You're going to have issues in a conference that has the Dallas Cowboys that have Dak Prescott playing the best football of his life. Ferguson, who looks like a fucking star. CeeDee Lamb, baller, Pollard, baller. Cooks and Gallup can make plays. And then obviously the 49ers, who are fully loaded on offense. How are you going to stop them? It's why Debo, which I thought was a little over the top during the offseason, like Debo just let it go. He didn't let it go. You know why? Because he knew. He knew that they can't play with him. Just like the Cowboys coming in this game know that that secondary cannot, they can't play with anyone who's good. Honestly, in, in a dome, I wouldn't like them against the Lions. How are they covering all their guys? Now, the Lions have their own issues. And outdoors, I would probably still like the Eagles. But if you told me neutral field in the dome, how are they stopping those guys? And unless your defensive linemen get home every other play, you're screwed. And I think you're watching this come to fruition right now because the offense has kind of been off for a while. Now, every once in a while, they hit a big play and it kind of band-aids the situation. Like after Fletcher Cox causes the fumble, Eagles are hanging around, they have the drive where Jalen scrambles out, throws a bomb to Devontae. And I, I swear to God, I've seen Devontae Smith make that catch you know, 99 out of 100 times. But he's, you know, fingertip short. He's laying out. It just doesn't come down. And when they hit that play, even if they had hit that play, it would still band-aid them not playing that well. But when you hit explosive plays, you see it in the NBA. You can play really shitty, be down 20 most of the game, have a five-minute stretch where you hit 10 threes, all of a sudden you win by 10. It's no different in football. If you have the capability at any moment to hit 50-yard bombs, which obviously the Eagles do, you can get back into a game pretty fast. They didn't really do it tonight, and they got worked. But I, I just, listen, their offense has kind of looked the same way for a while. But defensively, it, it, that, that is putrid. That, that is really, really ugly. But I don't know what they do. Like, Bradbury and Slay are their corners. Their linebackers are their, like, Jeremiah Trotter in his prime is not walking through that door. I, I just think that their options are kind of limited and they need their defense to, or defensive line to be all worldly to hang with the Cowboys and the 49ers who are just clearly better. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just objective. And I'm, I'm a sneaky Eagles guy. I got a bunch of friends that work there, know Howie, watch that team very closely. Like I, I want them, like I would love to see a rematch Niners-Eagles, but I, I think it would look kind of like we just saw. I Listen, I like the Cowboys in this game. I didn't expect it to quite look like that. Cowboys are just better. And then you start, like I said, with the coaching staff. Here's the thing. And I always say this about, like right now with Mike Tomlin. What's his pitch? What does he do to the offense? How can he influence them? You can't, you, what are you going to do? You can only give so many rah-rah speeches. Hey, Trubisky, let's work on our feet. <laughs> let's call these specific plays you can run. He's not doing that. It's not, his, it's not what defensive coaches do. right? Like, and that's what makes Sirianni kind of unique. He's an offensive guy. But he doesn't call the plays. He's just kind of a rah-rah guy, which kind of works when you're winning games. But what happens when you start losing? 
What happens when the Niners and Cowboys beat the shit out of you? Like, what's your pitch besides some rah-rah, we got to get it together? How do you make that offense better? What can you do to influence your young defensive coordinator who doesn't look good right now? Who's kind of holding on for dear life? I don't know what he does. And that's kind of my question on Sirianni, and I'm not trying to be some Sirianni hater, but like you watched tonight, Mike McCarthy fires Kellen Moore, he takes over the play calling, and their offense has been dominant. And he knows he has a $5, 6000000 million defensive coordinator, and they're going to kick ass. So if he's a good offensive coordinator, their team's going to be good. And everyone's influencing the game. Dan Quinn, McCarthy, like, what is Sirianni doing? That's, that's my question. Besides, like, giving the thumbs up to go forward on fourth and nine. And what does he do now? Like, how does he influence the team? Obviously, he's a good leader, and the guys really like him. But it's not really about that bullshit anymore. This is a schematic game. This is an intellectual game we're playing against another coach who's scheming me up. You got to throw some different pitches, right? And what's his pitch? I don't know. We thought Mike McCarthy. It's like, okay, Mike, this is your pitch. Fire Kellen Moore. Fire Nussmeyer. You take over the offense. And look what's happened. The defense, same as the last couple years. Awesome, right? Flying around, making plays. Lose a guy, doesn't matter. Next guy comes eight pick sixes or whatever Deron Bland has. But it's like, okay, Mike, microscope on you. And obviously they, that Arizona game looms large because that was... That was a big loss. <laughs> that, was, that was a massive loss, especially given their schedule, right? It's, but McCarthy's been awesome. He, he really has. I mean, they, they, their offense looks freaking dialed. And I, I just think the Cowboys, and I thought it last year, like when you are that physical of a team, because that's what the Niners and Cowboys have. When I watch the Eagles, I don't see. Where's your physicality? Obviously, your defensive ends can hit. But like, are your linebackers making plays? Will your safeties make plays? Can your corners tackle? Is there a physical nature to you? And I, I don't see that right now with the Eagles. When I see the, when I watch the Cowboys, like, goddamn, I wouldn't pick them to beat the Niners, but it wouldn't. I saw them go toe to toe with them last year in the playoffs. You'd be like, well, John, the Eagles beat the the 49ers last year. Well, yeah, they knocked out the quarterback on the first series, and two, their coaching staff was dramatically different. Both guys are head coaches now, and Shane Steichen's a freaking stud. I mean, he has the Colts. You know, in the playoff mix with Gardner freaking Minshew. So I, I I just, I think they got major issues. And I, I just don't know what Sirianni does. And the Cowboys, like they're going through a stretch right now. You, like to me, if Dak Prescott continues to play like he's playing, given his next couple opponents, he's going to win the MVP. I think he will win the MVP over Brock Purdy. But I think it's pretty clear it's kind of a two-horse race. The Dolphins fans, Milk, what about Tua? He's not even the MVP of your own team. That's Tyree Kill. And we see how impossible it is for any non-quarterback to win the win the award. If you want to vote for Tyreek Hill and they end up winning 13 games, I won't say shit. But don't... What about two? You, no, Tyreek Hill is the MVP of the team. If you have any other argument, I can't take you seriously. And listen, Tua's been really good. Incredible season for him. But like, we, it, it takes like Barry Sanders in year 10 to split it with Brett Favre. So it takes Adrian Peterson taking Christian Ponder to the playoffs off a torn ACL and running for 3,000 yards. to It's borderline impossible. So I, I just don't think he can. And I just think based on the schedule, the Niners still have Arizona. They play the Rams that might not mean anything. They have one big game against the Ravens. And they play the Commanders. Look at the Cowboys schedule, right? Next week at Buffalo. I haven't even looked at next week's schedule. I promise you that's the biggest game on the schedule. In two weeks, the Dolphins. Got news for you. That one's going to be pretty big. Then they play the Lions, 
massive game. If you tell me the Cowboys win the next three games, because when you look at the schedule, this is why a lot of people said Eagles can't afford to lose this game. Look at the two schedules, and they're still probably going to win the division. And that's probably true. Right now, if I, if I had to say, like, middle cop, grab $5,000. Do you put it on the Cowboys, or do you put it on the Eagles, given what you know right now? I would put it on the Eagles, just based on the competition. Also, their defense is struggling. They get the Giants twice. So, I still feel, you know, if I'm an Eagles fan, like, I don't feel good about the way my team's playing, but the way the schedule breaks, we should be able to get the two seed, which is pretty big. Though, the Cowboys just rattle off victories. It'll be hard to dispute that they are, them and the 49ers would be playing much better football than the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, I think Dak Prescott, if he continues to throw, throw two or three touchdowns against the Bills, against the Dolphins, against the Lions, which he might end up throwing four or five, he's going to be the MVP of the league. He really is. Part of it is the momentum he has played in the NFL longer than Purdy. He's been on the cusp a couple years ago. He had a 37-10 and 10 season. Cowboys won the division. They were really good. I think it's going to be very difficult for Purdy to win it, though I think he's had an MVP caliber season relative to the rest of the league. It's kind of a down year. There's not like some Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, 45 touchdown type quarterback performance season going down right now. I mean, what's Dak going to end up throwing? 37 touchdowns, right? Which is really good, right? He threw 37 a couple years ago. Like, I'm not taking anything away from him. But it doesn't feel like the greatest crop. It's why guys like Tyreek, even Christian McCaffrey, are still very much alive. But I, I just think that, uh, you know, he's in he's in big-time position to win it, uh, especially with the games he's got coming up. Because this next week against Buffalo, be a lot of eyeballs on that bad boy. My bold take of the week on Thursday was I took the Jets. And I said, you know what? Trap game for Houston. I bet Zach Wilson just kind of lets it fly. And uh, I'm watching... I had it on, I had three TVs going. I gave that its own TV. It's 0-0 at halftime. The Jets have punted every single series. It was pretty embarrassing to watch. Now, it was it was wet, just an ugly game. He came out and played 15 minutes of game time, probably 35, 40 minutes of actual time. The best football he's ever played in his life. If you just watched like the four straight series in the second half, you'd go, that's what a high pick is supposed to look like. Physically, the arm talent, the movement skills, the accuracy, the explosiveness out of his arm. He just looked like a very, very talented player. And then after the game, right before I came on for this for during Sunday Night Football, when it started being a blow, I started kind of looking around the internet. And all of his teammates were basically saying, Zach had the attitude all week, like, fuck it. What's the worst that's going to happen? Send me to the bench again? <clears throat> and he's right. Like, you have nothing to lose at this point. Nothing. Clearly, the team, the front off, they don't care about you anymore. Everyone thinks you stink. Everyone views you as like an all-time level bust. And the crazy part about Zach Wilson, there was a play earlier this season. I forget who it was against. Maybe the Raiders. He rolled out at the end of the game to throw a Hail Mary. And he scrambled. It was against the Raiders because Max Crosby had him dead to rights. And he does like a juke move. And this is, they end up losing the game. And he scrambles around and he gets close to the out of bounds line. And he lets the thing rip 50, 60, 70 yards in the air. 
And it was like, physically, this guy is so gifted. And I was watching Drew Locke today, and he's like the poor man Zach Wilson. And this is the hard part about quarterback, right? Both those two guys have more physical gifts than, let's say, Brock Purdy. They're more athletic. Their arms are definitely more powerful. But part of playing quarterback is, one, an innate feel, being able to handle calling plays, knowing what all their 10 guys are doing, reading a defense, reacting when you're pressured, reacting when shit goes wrong, being accurate when plays are there, being accurate when plays are not. It's it's insanely difficult to play. We all know this at this point now. And Zach, for the most part, has never shown the instincts of how to play. And then because his instincts are all off, he gets all out of whack and his accuracy is terrible. But you watch them today, especially in the second half, he was just so smooth and under control. It's like, where is this any semblance of this been? If you had just shown bits and pieces of this, your story would be dramatically different. And I listen, I, I don't come from a family that has like addictive qualities. So I, I've been around addiction, but not like truly close with family members through, you know, family friends or definitely friends of mine. But when it's a situation that's not like a mom, a dad, a brother, you know, even a friend that you see every day, it, there's a distance between it and you don't feel it. But when you hit rock bottom, right, it, and a lot of times it takes someone to hit rock bottom and just, you know, in the, in the world of addiction, just because you hit rock bottom doesn't mean you ever get out of it. I had a good friend that, you know, could never shake stuff and, you know, you go down the wrong path, it costs you your life, right? In, in sports, a lot of times you hear guys that hit rock bottom with their own careers, it costs them their careers. And luckily it's not life or death. You just get out of the league, you get cut, your career ends. And then they talk about when they were, when they're older, right? If it, their career ends young in their twenties, how God, if I would have done this, this, and that different, and I, I didn't know at the time and, and I lost it all. And I think you see with Zach Wilson, how did he not hit rock bottom over the last couple of weeks? He was benched for Tim fucking Boyle. That's one of the most embarrassing things you'll ever see. He was the number two pick in the draft for Tim Boyle. Even last week or last year, Mike White, kind of understandable, or even Joe Flacco. Tim Boyle? And maybe he just looked in the mirror and realized, like, what are we doing? And sometimes, and this is the hard part about pro sports, even if you do have a rock-bottom moment, you might just not be good enough. There's, a, there's like a fine line between looking in the mirror and going, like, I need to take a deep breath. I'm better than this. I need to focus harder. I need to work harder. And maybe your skills don't tra- like just aren't good enough. Right? This is the highest level, the most competitive league. It's just sometimes you're just not going to be good enough. I watch Zach Wilson. Physically, he is good enough. Hell, I watch Drew Locke and think he's physically good enough. Now, Drew Locke is not as smooth when he even looks good as Zach Wilson. But both guys like just make you wonder. Now, I don't think Drew Locke will ever be good. He's older, obviously. I, I do watch Zach Wilson and go, I just wonder if there could be a moment where he figures it out. And that doesn't mean to become some you know, high-level player, but he should not be as bad as he's been. And today, I, I watched a ton of that game. It was pretty fun to watch. He is a fun player. He is a very physically gifted, enjoyable, like his traits are enjoyable to watch when you're on the couch. You just never know in sports. We've seen a lot of guys, and, and listen, I'm guilty of this. This guy sucks. He's never going to be shit. Cut him, get him out of here. And guys figure it out later, right? Maybe they get with the right coach. 
Maybe they needed their own ego cut down to the whatever nth degree where where they just needed to basically uh, start from scratch. Uh, Maybe a situation like Zach Wilson, but crazier things have happened. I I watched this clip during the Cowboy-Eagle game of Trent Williams talking in the locker room after the game, and he discussed Brock Purdy because people keep acting like he's a system quarterback and... You know, it's all the weapons, and he's not doing... And he just... He said something that I've been saying for a while. I I don't think you can overemphasize how important the conversation that revolves around Brock Purdy all falls back to his draft pick. He even used Zach Wilson. He said, if Brock Purdy... Which is kind of ironic because the Niners had the next pick, Trey Lance. So he could have just said, if Brock Purdy had been Trey Lance, we'd be like, God damn! This guy's incredible! What a pick. You traded all those picks. Who cares? They turned into Tyree Kill, Bradley Chubb. None of it matters. Jalen Waddle. You got Trey Lance is this if Brock Purdy had been drafted three. But when you're a late round pick, and listen, I'm not acting like I'm not guilty of this either. You go, oh, this guy can't be that good. This is a flash in the pan. It happens a lot with a lot of different players. But at this point in time, one, that there is no discussion if the guy can play or not. He clearly can play. Right, And now the discussion is, is this guy going to go on to be consistently one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL? And I, listen, the way he's playing, he, he's played like a top five quarterback this year. Do I think he's a top five quarterback overall in the NFL? Well, his sample size is pretty small. But in 2023, it's not even debatable that he's a high-end, top-level quarterback this season. The other thing that he does, that most quote-unquote system quarterbacks just cannot do is consistently throw bombs. I mean, part of what Brock Purdy, the Brock Purdy experience this season has had like a Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Hertz level flair. He will push the ball way down the field. So anyone saying he's just dinking and dunking to his skill guys are, are just refuse to change their opinion. I, I don't know what's wrong with changing your opinion. Things change. All the time. In our personal lives, in our professional lives. Like 10 years ago, podcasts barely exist. Radio dominated. What do you think is happening in 2023? What do you think the case will be in 2026? Whatever podcasts are now, they're going to be dramatically bigger. What about 2038? Who knows? I mean, I'm not, I wouldn't guarantee that podcasts are the number one thing. Things might change again. As you see things and things develop, if you don't change your opinion, you're crazy. I thought the Lions were really good earlier in the season. You watch them play now, they're not playing very good. They have major issues. Their quarterback can't play outside. I don't like them as much as I did a month ago. Why? I got some more data. Changed my opinion. (laughs) I I wouldn't in a million years said last year at this time, Brock Purdy's a high-end player. Seventh-round pick. Started like one game. Well, a year later, I watched the guy play week in, week out. 95% 95% of his moments as a starter have been good. Even his bad games, he's had a lot of good moments in the bad games, which he hasn't had many bad games. Now, do I think he's going to be some all-time great quarterback? I have no clue. We're in fucking year two. But right, based on right now, he's one of the best seventh-round picks we've ever seen. The, I, I looked it up the other day. The best seventh-round quarterback, you could argue, is Ryan Fitzpatrick. So the bar is pretty low. I just think this conversation, which, listen, I understand why it goes on and on and on. The 49ers are easily one of the biggest fan bases in the NFL. 
So when you talk about them, it's just a quantity game. More people react. Like when I talk shit on social media or on here about the Lakers, I'm not doing it to get a reaction. I legitimately don't like them. But I also do know that like, I'm not talking about the, uh, I don't even know, the Orlando Magic, some team without fans. They have more fans than anybody. I know that for a fact, <laughs> right? Like if I hated the Yankees and I was always talking shit, I, would, I could say, hey, listen, I don't like them, but I'd be the first to acknowledge like they're just bigger than everyone else. And uh, listen, the Cowboys are the biggest. I, you could make a strong argument that the 49ers are the biggest. So when you see these people talking on TV over and over, like Nick Wright not going to pivot his opinion, He's so dumb. He sees the metrics. And, and, and there's a big difference between like, oh, that's just clickbait. It's like, guys, I've never been paid for a tweet. I'm just telling you what I think, right? And like television clickbait. Or just you realize you got a good topic. It's interesting. Some people will pivot. Some people won't. But if you're not pivoting now, you just, it's kind of a shtick. It's just like the gimmick of your show. And I'm, I'm not even picking on him. It could be anybody. A lot of people are talking shit about the guy. And shit about the guy strong. Just refuse to give the guy, as the kids would say, his flowers. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about my friends at Morgan & Morgan. Do you know that getting in an accident is hard? Hiring Morgan & Morgan is easy. 35% of all fatal accidents occur between 6 o'clock and midnight. People age 15 to 24 have the highest rate of emergency room visits due to car accidents of all age groups. Morgan & Morgan is America's largest injury firm with over 100 offices nationwide and 900 lawyers. Morgan & Morgan has been fighting for the people for over 35 years. Listen, we've all known people who have gotten accidents, and having good representation is key. Having someone that you can believe in and submitting an injury claim with Morgan & Morgan is so easy. If you're ever injured, you can check out Morgan & Morgan. Their fee is free unless they win. For more information, go to forthepeople.com slash john. Or pound law, pound 529 from your cell phone. That's forthepeople.com slash John. Or pound law, pound 529 from yourself. This is a paid advertisement. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? 
Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Okay, last but not least, I mentioned this to Colin, and I truly believe it. The Chargers are never going to work in Los Angeles. Now, the NFL had to get to L.A. And uh, having been to that stadium, it's unlike anything I've ever been to before in my life. Uh, now, I'm not comparing it to, like, you know, some of the great, iconic stadiums, the Lambos, Fenway Parks, Wrigley Fields, th- that type of stuff. I'm just saying new age, modern stadium, ain't nothing like that bad boy. <laughs> no, they, they had to get a team there. And St. Louis, you didn't get your team stolen. You originally stole that team from L.A. L.A. just took it back. L.A. deserved to have a national a team in the NFL. They did not need to. And having two teams makes no sense. The Chargers do not, do not belong in L.A. Nobody cares. It does not work. And you can have a million opinions on Brandon Staley and Herbert, who's now injured. I, I think their whole franchise is kind of fucking broke. The, I, unless I understand they're never going back to San Diego. But it just does not work. And I used to be adamant, and I was biased because I knew a lot of Raider fans. The Raiders made the right move. They could not have survived in Oakland, California. They had to go. And going to Vegas, economically, was worth a ton. It, everything about it. Like, my initial take back in 16 or 17, I was very emotional, and I talked a lot of shit about it. Not only was I wrong, I mean, I was proven wrong immediately, and, and I, I knew I was wrong. Everyone around me with a brain was like, middle class, it was a no-brainer. 100% no-brainer. That little area where the Coliseum is and Oracle, where the Warriors used to play, they should take dynamite around that whole thing because they've lost three teams in seven years. It's got to be a record in the history of sports and fucking go kaplooey on that place. Blow it all up. That's one of the worst areas you'll ever go to. I mean, just a complete dump, those two stadiums. And this new stadium is incredible. Problem is, they have no fans there. And it is such a destination for other teams. If they play any team with any sort of pulse, it's a complete home game for them. It's what happened to the Chargers forever. It happened to the Raiders. The Vikings tweeted out this video of people doing the skull chant. If you wouldn't have known... It, like, if you didn't know anything about today, who was playing who, what was going on, and I just and I just told you, here's a picture of the Vikings, they're playing the Raiders today, you're like, God, it is lit in Minnesota. I swore to God, it looked like every single person in the stands was there for the Minnesota Vikings, which makes sense. They are a massive, massive NFL brand, and clearly they have, you know, a lot of fans willing to travel. That thing was a home game. Well, they played the Steelers earlier this year. It was a home game for Pittsburgh. They play the 49ers. It's a home game for the 49ers. It's impossible to get their own fans there because all the away fans are willing to pay a little bit more just to get out wherever they're coming from, go to Vegas for a couple days, and go to the game. So while 
Mark made the right move taking the franchise there for the economic health of his team. That They did not have money as a family. It changed the landscape of the history of the franchise, changed the value of the team. If they ever sold the team, the Washington football team, Commanders, Redskins, whatever the fuck they're called, went for six. You can't convince me with an arena that they don't have to pay for in a city with no state income tax, which if you told me the next 50 years, what's one of the highest growth cities in America, it'd be Vegas. I I mean, this doesn't happen because the NFL doesn't work this way. And it's hard to do like an open bidding when you're talking about five plus billion dollars. But if more people, like rich people, could get involved and it's harder because the numbers are so high, I think you get like $10 billion. But regardless, if you got a David Tepper or Steve Ballmer, whoever, that type guy to buy the team, it will not change the fact it's impossible to have home games. So the Chargers and the Raiders have no home games. Now, in fairness to the Raiders compared to the Chargers, they have a lot more fans. But what are you supposed to do if these away fans are willing to pay premium on prices? So maybe you as a fan is willing to pay $200. It's like, I'll go to Vegas. Well, that guy coming from Minnesota, listen, it's a big week. I'll fucking pay, buy the same ticket for $600. You're not going to get it. It's just basic supply, demand, and willingness of someone to pay something you're not willing to pay. So that, that video is one of the most eye-opening things I've ever seen. Like a couple years ago when the 49ers played the Rams. I was there. It was like 70, 30 Niner fans. Pretty understandable. Enormous game. Ton of Niner fans in LA. The stuff with Vegas, it's like Minnesota, Dallas, the Giants, you, you name, the Dolphins, you name the team. Every team they play from all over the country. Packed house. That is never going to change. So, listen, Mark, a lot richer now. His home field advantage is just non-existent. volume Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere like at your pregame barbecue while you prep your meats that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch garage and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.